0: Hello and welcome to the MLM Student Podcast. My name is Chuck Holmes and I'll be your host today. Today's episode is about understanding your MLM distributor agreement. I should tell you right up front, I'm not a lawyer. have no desire to be a lawyer. I just want to share some insights about agreements, about contracts, about network marketing. From my own experience, individual results will vary. By all means, hire an attorney if you need one. That being said, Every company in our industry has some type of policy and procedures that they require their distributors to sign. We are all independent contractors or independent distributors. And when we partner up with a network marketing company, we are abiding by their rules, their policies, and their procedures. These contracts or these procedures vary significantly from company to company. Some are just one or two pages long. Others are 50 to 100 pages long. Some are very easy to understand. Other contracts in our industry, you would need an attorney to help you read it and understand it. What I've found in my own personal experience is that most network marketing companies, they really want to own and control their reps. I'm not saying the companies are bad, but it really limits the reps' ability to grow their business effectively because of all the restrictions that they have placed on them. In fact, a lot of companies, if you actually read their distributor agreement, you would never partner with them. It's sad, but true. What's really sad is that most distributors never even read the agreement before they get started. They just sign their name to it, and they're in business, and they move on. And that's a huge mistake. And let's just think about this. If you were buying a house, if you were doing a million-dollar contract with another business owner to buy their business, wouldn't you at least read the terms and conditions so you understand what you're getting yourself into. It just makes sense to do your due diligence before you join a company, before you start a business, so you know what you're getting yourself into. So I just want to share five things that I think you should look for in the distributor agreement. These are five areas that I would focus on if I was joining a new company today. Number one, what is their internet marketing policy? I have found from personal experience that most MLM companies are very anti-internet. They want to promote their company on the internet but they don't want their reps doing the same thing. A lot of companies won't let you say the name of their company in advertising. You can't make YouTube videos about it. Some companies won't even let you talk about the business on Facebook which is absolutely asinine. Some companies won't let you blog about their company. Some won't let you promote it through email. The bottom line is you have to read the internet marketing policy especially if you're someone like me who builds their business online so here's a few questions you should ask the company can I build my business on the internet what am I allowed to do online what activities are prohibited what type of online training and resources does the company offer and at what cost the next thing you want to look for in the distributor agreement is participation in other programs This is one of those gray areas that I don't really agree with. Most companies don't want their distributors promoting a second company. I can see to a degree from the company's perspective why they don't want that. But if my company told me I couldn't be in a second company, I would leave them. You see, we are all independent contractors. We're not employees of the company. I don't think a company should try to own us like that. Some companies even have rules where you can't own a regular type of business. It's crazy. Most companies, in fact every company I know of, has a cross-recruiting policy, and that makes sense to me. They don't want you taking your distributors from your current company and recruiting them into another company. I get that. I don't have a problem with that. But if my company told me I couldn't have my eBay business, or I couldn't be a realtor, or I couldn't do business outside of the company with people on my team, I would tell them goodbye. Some companies, for example, if you're a realtor, you're not even allowed to buy or sell a house of someone in your downline. Now tell me, does that really make sense? Once again, I find it crazy. I find it unjust. The bottom line is you want to read the distributor agreement and you want to ask a couple questions. For example, am I allowed to own other businesses? If so, what types? If not, why not? If I leave or quit the business, is there a waiting period before I can join another MLM company? A lot of companies have a 6-24 to month waiting period, so if you quit, you're not even legally allowed to join another company for 6-24 to months. Most people don't know that. Another question you could ask is, am I allowed to do business with my team members as long as it's not MLM related? For example, can I list or sell a house if I'm a realtor to someone in my downline? Number three is the money-back policy. Based off the 1979 Amway case, all companies are required to have a buyback policy. However, it does vary significantly from company to company. Ideally, you want to look for a company that has at least a 30-day money-back guarantee, and anything more than that is even better. Some questions you should ask before you sign the distributor agreement. How long is the buyback period? Is there a restocking fee? If so, how much is it? Do I have to pay the return shipping or does the company cover it? Those are a few questions you could ask. The next thing you want to look for is the compensation plan. Once again, not all compensation plans are created equal. They vary significantly. Some compensation plans suck. So here's a couple questions you should ask about the comp plan. How much do I need to spend each month to qualify for commissions? What are the retailing requirements? Do I get paid on volume or actual dollars spent? How many levels do I get paid on? What is the wholesale retail markup? What are the different types of bonuses that the company offers? Is there a car bonus or any trips that I can qualify for? What percentage of the total volume each month does the company pay out? You also want to see if they have a clause about whether they can modify or change their compensation plan at their discretion. Most companies have this, unfortunately. One of the best things I recommend everyone do is compare at least three different network marketing companies. Look at their compensation plan. Figure out how much volume you'd need, how, how big of a team you would need to make $500 a month, to make $1,000 per month, to make $5,000 per month. You might be surprised at what you find. The fifth thing I would look for in the distributor agreement is their systems and their training. You want to find out what type of training and systems are you allowed to provide your team. Is it provided by the company? Is it provided by your upline? Or are you responsible for creating your own? Now, most companies prohibit the sale of tapes, seminars, and tools to your downline. That makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think we should sell things like that to our downline. But a lot of companies, some let you do it, some don't. You want to find out what the policies and procedures are. A couple questions you should ask about systems and tools are, what tools and training are offered? What is the cost of these tools? Is there a buyback policy on these tools? What type of conference calls, webinars, and events does the company have? You might also want to ask your potential sponsor or upline these same questions. So to sum it all up is every company has a distributor agreement. They vary significantly from company to company. If there's one thing I learned during my time in the Army, it's that you want to read a document before you put your John Hancock signature on it. You want to find out what you're agreeing to by signing a legal binding contract. As you, After you read your MLM distributor agreement, you might find out that you don't want to do business with this company. I think, personally, it's a lot better to figure that out before you even get started than it is to figure out after you've spent 6 to 12 months with the company. So that concludes today's podcast. As a disclaimer, once again, I am not a lawyer. I'm not providing legal advice. I'm just sharing some insights about what to look for in a distributor agreement based off my own experience. Individual results will vary. This is just my opinion. We can agree to disagree. If you are currently with a company and you're happy, keep on pressing on. If you're in between companies or you're looking for a company to join, I'm with a great company that most people have never heard of. It's been around a long time. No one gets hurt. There's no BS, no drama. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, you can reach out to me at 352-503-4816. That's 352-503-4816. You can also hit me up at onlinemlmcommunity.com. That's onlinemlmcommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Good luck in your business. Have an awesome, awesome day.